So I am sitting here in my office at Remax Kelowna, and I'm chatting it up with Julie Pringle. Julie is the owner and lead photographer for Snap Commercial Photography, and she specializes in real estate photography. But she's also done some outstanding portraits for us. Julie is a wonderful person. She's so much fun to be around. And I would say a very extroverted person. I love uh, hiring her for all my photography jobs because she's got a real knack for helping the homeowner, uh, let's say, make some adjustments. I mean, she has a way of making a person feel great and putting them at ease and then maybe getting them to pick up some clutter or move things around a bit, uh, such a way that they can put their home in the best possible light, but without getting defensive about it. And Julie's photos always come out fantastic. First of all, Julie, thank you for coming on the show today. Uh, I know you're an extremely busy person, and I really appreciate your time. So I wanted to give you a platform to tell us about your work and about your fascinating life. So Julie, why don't you fill in some of the gaps that I've left out? Uh, tell us about yourself, where you're from, how long you've been a professional photographer. My pleasure. We moved here from Winnipeg, actually, um, almost, I guess it's eight years now. Uh, myself, my husband, and my now 14-year-old daughter, Sam, and son, who is 10, Griffin. And uh, we love it. Winnipeg is a great place to be from. <laughs> right. <laughs> and uh, and we, we just love it. We felt like we were vacationing the first five years that we lived here, especially with buying a boat. Being on the water is key. And when I moved here, it was actually in pharmaceutical sales that brought me here, and I transferred within the same company. And then five years later, got laid off, and which happens in that industry. They were downsizing. And so I, was, I thought, oh, this is going to be a positive thing. I could actually not have a boss. I'm going to one day just work for myself. And that did not work out the way I had thought it was going to, because now I have, you know, 250 bosses that I answer to every day. And becoming an entrepreneur was something that I did not give enough weight to when I was considering it, just the hours and being, you know, a jack of all trades and trying to keep everybody happy. And yeah, so there was a bit of an anxiety component with trying to figure that out but I'm in my third year year now of running my own company and it's been great I've got three staff to help me out and you really just work out a lot of kinks on the go and um, you have to be fairly daring if you want to keep growing so because we deal with a lot of technology you're always needing to be on the cusp of what's the latest and greatest and the newest and Mm -hmm. competing Um, but other than that, I absolutely love it and I couldn't have, I don't have any regrets. It's been fantastic. Tell us when you first knew that you were going to be a professional photographer. Well, (laughs) I've always enjoyed photography. I always had a camera in my hand. I was always the one people said, you you take the picture, you take good pictures. But I never had a clue that I was going to end up doing this as a career because I had, I love watching that show Bridezilla's. So I knew right away I didn't want to do any weddings. Right. And, uh, and family portraits are fun, but I have no desire chasing around 
pets and other toddlers. It was tough enough to handle my own toddlers at times for portraits. And so just the idea of doing portraits stressed me right out. Uh, I helped out a family member who was doing this for a while and got a knack for it. And I loved the different components. I loved being in my car and going to different people's homes and meeting different people and yet having a really professional um, kind of outline with my day on helping realtors and other developers um, up their game with professional photography and virtual tours. And then I also like that piece of sitting down at my computer and editing photos hours on end. Real estate's mm-hmm. very different than portraits. So it just kind of gave me a real opportunity to do different things, but uh, hone in on maybe the top three or four things that I felt like I was good at. So I didn't have a plan. It just kind of, I well, I think that happens in many facets of my life where I don't have a plan, but it ended up being fantastic because I was willing to take some risks because mm-hmm. it's not mapped out for you. You could do a business plan and that changes every three months. I should probably share this story. So um, when I left, I, I was working for a different real estate company. They had a photographer that you had to use. Um, but he wouldn't work with me once I left the company and, uh, he was like three, four weeks in advance anyways. Um, so I was hanging out at a place called, it used to be called, uh, wine and art on Lawrence Avenue. And the former owner, her husband was a photographer, um, did it mostly for fun. He was in the oil and gas industry. So he was in Alberta all the time, but when he was here, he would do it and he did quite a good job, but, um, there was uh, a listing I got and I asked him and he said he's away for two and a half weeks. And that day, coincidentally, you messaged me on Facebook and you said, uh, you're in a new photography business and do I need any help? And I said, yeah, I remember I got, that. right. I got a new listing and you're going to save my life here because the, the client's jumping up and down. And uh, that was it. And it, that the rest is history. I think that was three years ago. Yeah. But you I've used you, used you ever since, I think. Yeah, yeah, you were one of my first clients. I think that, you know, people who know me know I'm a little bit extroverted. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I have no problem, you know, reaching out and cold calling people. I mean, referrals are always great. That's huge in the city of Kelowna. And, you know, one thing that I always remember is being a teenager and my dad was in sales and marketing. He worked at Coca-Cola for years. Mm-hmm. And he said, listen, in sales and marketing, it's always about relationships and business and who you know. And when you're ready to have a summer job, there's people we can talk to to make sure that, you know, you get a good job that you like that pays decent and what have you. And I thought, it's not who you know. It's all on my skills. You know, you don't know what you're talking about. But it turns out it so is who you know. The referral business that I have got has been profound. I just, I can't get over the incestuous idea of real estate in Kelowna. I mean, there's over a thousand realtors here and I don't expect to have all of them as clients. It'd be great if that was the case, but I just can't get over that. If you make a good impression on a handful of people that that will come around and people are more than willing to refer you on. So I've grown from a dozen clients with you being one of the first to a few hundred and it's been fantastic. That's actually an inspirational story because it was the same for me in real estate sales. It was 
very slow going at the start, but referrals and word of mouth and, you know, you do, do a good job for the first handful of clients and that's going to spread very naturally. So a personal story, can you tell us something about your past that if someone uh, were to hear it today, someone who just met you, they'd be a little bit surprised transformation or how you're a different person today than you were I'm probably comfortable sharing a lot more than I should for this uh, radio call. But, um, um, you know, I guess some people in certain environments only know you to be a certain way. And so you know what I'm like in someone's home taking pictures of their photos. And, you know, you're extra sweet and you're trying to be accommodating and you're trying to assure them that there's no stress involved and you want to alleviate that for them. And then you know what I'm like when you and I meet for, you know, a drink at the end of the day. So you can be very different. But it's funny, my, I don't know if it's a matter of reflection, and I never really gave a lot of weight to it, but my husband, Rob, who's quite introverted, says, you know, I don't know how you do it. You are the exact same through all of your professional dealings and work as you are in your personal life. And he said, that's exhausting to me. (laughs) But it depends on who you are as a person. I'm an extroverted person. I get my energy from other people. Whereas he wants to come home after the end of a long day at work and, you know, hang out with his family and kind of recharge. And I'm not like that whatsoever. Um, But one thing I guess people don't really know about me is um, I do like my moments of solitude to think. Because you know that face people give a bad name for when you're thinking hard and you don't look overly friendly and approachable. I almost feel like I need to hide out so that I can think, so that I don't look unapproachable. Because typically I always have a smile on my face, gums and teeth are showing, you know. And I don't think people know that about me. I think everybody sees me going 120 miles an hour, um, which happens, you know, 90% of the time. But I do need some downtime. And I, you know, I always get told, oh, you're so confident and, uh, you know, you're extroverted. You don't care what people think. That's not the case. I, <laughs> I worry a ton. I'm always nervous when someone leaves me a message and they don't tell me why they're calling. Mm-hmm. And they say, you know, if you were to phone me and say, hey, Jewel, it's Luke. Give me a call. Right. I think, oh, God, what does he want? And <laughs> why didn't he just tell me? And is there a problem? Did they not like photos? Or did I mess something up and not put it in my calendar? So I can be an overthinker, but you only tend to show people what you want them to see. Right. So I don't know if everybody knows that a bit about me, but. Yeah, I can't stand that. When people leave a message, oh. they don't say why. It's like, why are you calling me? <laughs> um, but I'm curious, have you changed? I mean, were you the exact same person when you were 18? Like, if I could go on a time machine and meet you back then, would I be surprised or? Well, it's funny. Um, Every boss I've ever had said that when she's on, she's on. And when she's off, you better wrangle her in. And usually it's because I've lost interest. If If I'm lacking enthusiasm for the project or I've lost interest in something, or this isn't going to be exciting, I tend not to be 100% focused. And so, I mean, I remember my grade 8 principal at school saying, Julie needs to study in a big white room because she gets too distracted by things that are shiny and whatever. I'm sure <laughs> I'm sure ADHD was just as prominent back then for me as it was now uh, versus other children in the world today. But um, 
I think I've changed because as we get older, we consider more things. We take a little bit longer to make decisions and you try to um, be less selfish and, you know, consider all your options. So if I make this decision, how is this going to affect my life, my kids, my every day? Whereas in my 20s, I'd just be like, whatever, let's just make this decision and we'll just go forward without any, you know, it probably wouldn't have affected me differently. That hasn't changed. But I think I consider more how it affects other people. What will they think? What will they say? What kind of legacy will that leave me if I don't consider all things? So maybe that just happens when you're 45. You become a bit more of a well-rounded person (laughs) and you're more considerate of these worldly things. Your career as a photographer was it all smooth sailing like did your business expand in a straight line and everything is smooth and perfect and easy going or did you have any setbacks well I think in small business the biggest challenge is cash flow Mm -hmm. and so when you start out in photography there's a ton of equipment that you need there's a ton of insurance you know liability insurance that you have to be covered when you're yeah when you're going in when you're having people in you know, your studio or your home and you're taking photos, you need insurance. What if they slip on the walkway when they're coming to have their photos done? You know, what if you're on a construction site and you're climbing on a deck that doesn't have a railing and you fall off? The developer doesn't want to be responsible for that. So there's a ton of check boxes that you had to make sure were ticked off before you could even start. And then the whole process of making sure your clients are satisfied and everybody liking things done in a certain way that's something that you deal with every day but when you hire someone new and you're sharing a camera for a couple different shoots and I haven't you know fixed the settings before she goes out and two hours of work is blurry or the white balance is off and it just like the photos need to be redone on a $3 million home that's going live the next day on the market, that is a setback. You have some serious crawling back to do when that happens. It's happened two or three times for one reason or another. It's not always smooth, but the growth, I can proudly say the trajectory of my growth has been significant over the past three years. Mm -hmm. But I think it's just because I've tried to create a reputation for myself that means it's more than just shooting a photo. It's the whole package. It's from the booking of the appointment to showing up to doing a good job. And then the follow-up is key, but also being keenly aware of what can I do to help you up your game and continually try to be excited so that you're engaged and we have a mutually beneficial working relationship. Mm -hmm. So that's key. That's one of the things I love. Uh, about working with you is the clients, the homeowners say, Julie was fantastic and the photos are fantastic. <laughs> so uh, you're, you're a very likable person, very professional, and the work is top quality too. I mean, I've dealt with people in the past where the work is pretty good, but they're just kind of jerks. I don't really want to, you know what I mean? So you, you've got the whole package and um, homeowners really appreciate that. It makes me look better makes the listing look better and uh, it's really great. So tell it you, you work with realtors, but in a sense you also work with homeowners and you interact with homeowners quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, tell us a little bit about your work with realtors and homeowners. What makes it fun for you and what makes it 
challenging or sometimes frustrating? Well, I think the big thing is, you know, we can't tell the future and we don't have a crystal ball. And I think the most profound way of being, one way, I guess, that I find to be profound of being successful is picturing your world. You know, what do you need? So people want realtors to get back to them quickly. They want it to be efficient. They don't want to have a lot of balls in the air at the same time. It's a stressful time. Um, and so I'm trying to think of, you know, how is this going to make your life easier? So sending you pictures, is it okay if I send it in Google Drive or Dropbox? Mm-hmm. You know, but when you're dealing with homeowners in their home, you're going into their personal space, and there's a very fine line between, oh, your home is wonderful, and just pumping their tires, mm-hmm. when you know you could make it and tweak a few things to make it look a little bit better in photos. So there's a tactful way of getting them to take the big lace doily off of their dining room table to show off this beautiful wood custom-built table and doing it in a way that they won't be offended. (laughs) And, you know, it's what I find really intriguing is when you're in someone's house and you do this every day you're getting a real sense of what their life is like. Family pictures on the wall or trophies that they've had and degrees in frames and um, how tidy they might be and how tidy they may not be because we've all had those tenant-lived homes that are crack dens, you know. (laughs) you got to be a jack-of-all-trades and you need to be flexible and and very non-judgmental and accepting. And I find that... um, just the more open and transparent I am, things seem to just work out for me. You know, some people probably find that a little weird because I can be a little bit too transparent. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that it's, again, that speaks to how diverse uh, we need to be in situations that are constantly changing and you never know what you're walking into mm-hmm. for many, many shoots. So I love dealing with, and you know, when they ask me for my card and I get a email or a text after the shoot and they say wow I don't even think I want to move anymore these pictures look so great that's the biggest compliment you know they've also never cleaned their house this much and decluttered as much as they have but I try to set them up for success by giving you a checklist to forward on to them and how to prepare I'm sure occasionally it's frustrating dealing (laughs) with a, a realtor like myself or some homeowners like what Without giving away personal information, like yeah. what, what, what can be frustrating for you in this process? So the realtors listening to the show will know not to do that. <laughs> well, I think you do the very best you can with what you have. You know, the, the simple, the most simple scenario is the homeowner who doesn't live there and there's tenants. And the tenant doesn't want to move. And they're often, they don't, just don't care. They don't care if the house is even clean or anything. And they can be quite critical, you know, we'll make sure everything's put away and the lights are shut off and don't let my cat out. And, you know, what I find to be most challenging is when I've set aside an hour to two hours, uh, depending on the size of the house. Uh, I will get texts from realtors, need a shoot on Wednesday. That's it. And I have to check back and I got to get clarification to set us up both for success. How big approximately is the house? 
Um, you know, does this look like a show home or are there going to be people there helping me move boxes, things like that? Like dirt doesn't show clutter shows. And so I've been in situations where I'm at the house for three hours. I've only budgeted an hour and a half, but I'm shuffling boxes, just sweating like crazy, moving things around, trying to get the right angles and so forth. And you do the best with what you have. But sometimes the biggest challenge is just making sure you slot the right amount of time. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, again, communication is key. And I can't be afraid to ask you for more communication and clarity about what I'm walking into. And I think it's just setting up expectations. Same with the follow-up. I mean, that's why I'm able to get photos to people in 24 hours because I'm trying to make sure that you have a good sense of, you know, when do you want this deal to go live and I need to have... my timetable in check to do that so so far it's been pretty good I've just learned to ask the right questions and you're very assertive too so when I'm dealing with you I'm pretty (laughs) I'm pretty clear what's expected of me and what's expected of the homeowners so yeah and I I agree when you're dealing with a tenant um, who really doesn't want to leave they're almost you know maybe subconsciously maybe not trying to sabotage it like they hope it looks messy because they don't want to leave. That's right. <laughs> so, yeah, I know. that's uh, That can be challenging for sure. Tell us a little bit more about what makes you unique because almost like realtors, there's a ton of photographers in Kelowna. When I first put together my business plan, the guy in front of me who was lending me money said, I really hope you don't plan on being a wedding photographer because that <laughs> is saturated. Uh, thankfully, I wasn't. One-stop shop. That's key, you know, so I'm, I'm taking the photos, I'm helping prep the area, I'm not too fussy about whether or not I have to move things as long as I have permission to do it. I have the ability to do aerial video, um, I have the ability to do the 360 degree panoramas, we have now just begun doing people's uh, social media posts for their listings for them in all social media channels. So whether it be YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, those types of things, we're doing, we're offering that. That's not something I don't plan on getting into the business of doing websites and all that kind of stuff, but it's an easy thing for me to offer to realtors because there's so many of them who don't have assistants and there's so many people who don't want a team. And those are the ones who just seem to have very, very little time on their hands to do those things. Fact is, is you have to be, on social media because if you're not occupying space there somebody else is but a lot of people just don't want to be there because it's a time suck on a personal level so I think one-stop shop is key the follow-up is key and I'd like my clients to be my friends on some level you know I like the opportunity to work with people who are like-minded that's just an easy an easy segue And uh, I don't want the people who, well, I do my own aerial video and they don't have a license to do it. You know, Um, there's a lot of people who will try to do that. I I like my guy, Carrie, who has a permit and Mm -hmm. I don't have to worry. You know, we've got all the insurance pieces covered. I like to work with realtors who are flexible and um, they try their best to give me notice. I think it's just a mutual respect. I'm very much a proponent of under-promise and Mm over-deliver. And I think as long as you ask the right questions and you have a setup for success for both of us, it'll be a fantastic relationship. I go out of my way 
to make sure that people are happy and giving me glowing reviews. Because if they're not, then I know I really need to work on something. But I have high expectations for myself and my staff. And uh, I'm not so laid back and extroverted with them. I'm sure they wish I was a little (laughs) more laid back. What is one piece of advice that you would give to someone brand new just starting out in the same business? Would you advise them just stay away? (laughs) (laughs) Or what would you say to a young person who says, you know, I think I want to be a photographer in Kelowna. You know, I've, I've coached a couple of people, uh, one in Kamloops and one here who sought me out. And I guess if I was the type of person who didn't ask for advice and ask for opinions, I might think differently, but I truly believe that you have to surround yourself with people who are better than you. It's not the Mm. first time you've heard this. I mean, there's other people who have that same theory and that same way of going through life. Um, I like to tap into the knowledge of people who, who are like-minded and who I've seen become successful. And it's inspiring, and I think it makes you a little bit more approachable as a person. I, I love collaborating with people. I just I love that. Great things come from strong moments of collaboration. And so if people are even considering real estate photography and people say, oh, there's a ton of them out there, there's varying degrees of what good looks like. And, right. and everybody has their opinion of things. And when I've talked to people who have, you know, this photographer doing work for them, I say, are you happy with what they've done? Are you happy with their work? Oh, yeah, they're great. They give me great service. I don't get this particular thing, or they don't have drone, or they don't do video, but they're great. I just think that's awesome. I think mm-hmm. there's room for everybody. I mean, look at your world. There's over a 1,000 photographers, or 1,000 realtors in the Okanagan, We've all got our own little networks because everybody can honestly say they know a realtor, right? Right. But you build a relationship one by one. You look for those referrals one by one. And I wouldn't hesitate to give people tips and advice. You know, I'm... I'm the first person to refer refer portrait requests to a friend, Jen. You know, if I can't help you, I know someone who will. And at least I'm the person who's helping problem solve for them that way. You know, there's... There's, I hired an editor who, I think she edits my photos better than I could ever do that. And she's just such a collaborator. She's always saying, hey, I read this, and what do you think about this white balance tip? And, you know, you just can't be in a position where you're always feeling threatened. Because right. then you come off as defensive, and no one wants to be around you. So I, I, that's just my motto. But everybody's different. I think there's room. There's always room for yeah. people some fall off they're fly-by-night people and they you know fall off the radar but you know that happens to everybody right and then you can be there to pick up the pieces yeah. i would summarize your advice to a new person um yeah, if they emulated you you have a really nice balance of being assertive mm-hmm. going after what you want mm-hmm. being very confident not afraid to cold call and, and things like that, but you also have a certain humbleness about you where you're not af- afraid to collaborate or ask for advice. And like you said, surround yourself with people who understand something even better. And um, hiring the editors is, is interesting. I always say learn as much as you can about everything because if you do need to hire someone, you'll know what you're doing as far as hiring someone. Like you can recognize if someone's work is crap or if it's good or if it's average because you've done it 
yourself, even if they're better at that task than you are. Right. You know enough about it that you can make that decision to hire that person. Yeah. So that's yeah. really cool. I'm going to put you on the spot now. Uh-oh. I'd like you to name someone in Kelowna who you think is a fascinating person and who you would like to see come on this show in the future. Hmm. That's a long list. Uh, there's some pretty fascinating people here. And having been in referral groups like BNI and OBRG in Kelowna, which I think is a massive stepping stone to getting referrals and figuring out your way around this city, uh, the Okanagan in general, that's key. And so I met a ton of entrepreneurs uh, in those business groups. One in particular, uh, Cindy Finnegan, she mm. owns Cakery Arts. She makes the most mouth-watering cookies and cakes that I've ever had. And she made my husband this beer stein with frothing beer out of a cake. And some wow. cakes look good, and then you <laughs> get them, and then they're dry and what have you. But... This cake was so unbelievable. So you can get your everyday Tuesday night, I want a sweet tooth cake or cupcakes, but you can have it for, you know, any event. And I call her up. She's great. You know, I just say, you know, I give her an idea of what I'm looking for. And, you know, she'll, she hand molded peanuts and pretzels out of fondant all around this cake to just add to this beer stein. Which, you wow. know, yeah, you know, she's, you saw at her party when she did that, it was a Hawaiian themed party and she right. put sand out of graham crackers and it made flip flops that she'd molded. And <laughs> she is an extremely unique person. Her kids have grown up. She didn't start her business until she was well into her forties and she's a huge success. You can see her car ripping around going Mach 10 down Highway 97 any time of the week. Yeah. Uh, it's all deckled out and, uh, I'd love to see her on this show. That would be fantastic. Everyone's got something that they haven't shared that you just don't know about. Thank you very much. That's great. So you do real estate photography, obviously, and uh, you do commercial photography as well. So if someone's got a new showroom or a studio, you'll do that. Mm -hmm. You don't do weddings. No. And family portraits, I would say it's on a case-by-case basis, not something you really want to do, especially dealing with, you know, pets and people running all over the place and stuff like that. So it's mainly real estate and commercial. So if someone is interested in talking to you about your services or finding out more about what you do and seeing some of your work, where is a website they can go to or your phone number? What's the best way for someone to get in touch with you? Uh, They can view some work at snapcommercialphotography.com. Simple enough. They can call or text me on my cell phone. 250-469-4502. I love chatting with people. You know, my biggest pet peeve is the email. Can you send me your pricing? It just doesn't give you a sense of everything that we do. You know, the property mapping camera system that I have that will create floor plans and give measurements with under a 1%, you know, margin for error just doesn't come through on a long-winded email. Everybody scrolls right to the bottom for the number, which is what I do. So why would I read all the finite details? I think having a conversation and just calling is better. I know that's not in many people's comfort zones anymore. We screen our calls and we go by text. But it, it is the best way to try to reach and talk to me because 
every single property is different. I don't go in there with a cookie cutter frame of mind. It's always different. And um, I think if you're interested in any kind of documentation of a building, whether it be for your website or for clients who are selling a home, then I'm your girl because it's I've got all the equipment and tools to do that. So sometimes it's a developer trying to showcase their work. Sometimes it's a contractor, a handyman, um, somebody who builds things with their hands and they want to showcase their work. Social media is the way to do it. That's all imagery, yeah. right, and videos. And so the most effective way to do that is, you know, through photography. And iPhones just don't seem to cut it when you're taking right. real estate photos. So it really helps people. It steps up your game. I think people would be surprised at how um, inexpensive it is. You know, people think professional photographers cost a ton of money. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be the case to get across the image that you had wanted to portray. So, yeah, there's always things to talk about and customize it to their needs. That's great. Uh, Thank you very much, Julie. I feel like I've learned something today. And we all got to know you a little bit better on a personal level. So I wish you all the best and hope to see you again real soon. Oh, you're so welcome. Thanks for having me. It's very flattering. I totally appreciate you asking. I think this is a great program. Good luck.